such thing as a bad movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... I'm Justin Jaws DeClue. Why did you get a nickname? Because it's spooky season, oh, Colin! shit. Is it's it actually... October. Yes, October. Oh, it's October. It's October 2nd. Sh- October. Oh, my God. October. Okay, I'm April... Evil Mansky. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I wish I had thought of something. No, well, it's too late. We'll get you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wait, I Colin have any... Critters Cunningham. There you go. Because yes. you love the Critters series so much. Uh, <laughs> it's your second favorite after Hobgoblins I've of the seen... Gremlins ripoffs. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen the first one. The first, uh, what about Ghoulies? Ghoulies? Is that the one that comes out of the toilet? Yep. And it has suspenders? One. It is. Uh, it looks like a skinhead? Oh, yeah. Only in Ghoulies 3 when they go to college. Oh, yeah. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. That uh. should be like a future episode. One of, <laughs> ghoulies? One of, one of the Ghoulies. Well, the problem with Ghoulies 1 is that like he never popped out of the toilet. It was the marketing department that did it. The Ghoulies Aww. barely appear in it. So Aww. in the movie, out of random, one of the Ghoulies just pops up. That's it? Just, out of, mm. just like as an insert out of the toilet. Yep. Mm. Ooh, look, a cat is joining the podcast. Yeah, he's been pretty good. He's been sitting on my lap. He jumped up. Um, okay, so we decided to watch two zombie movies this week. Because um, we don't have enough of those in pop the, culture. There's a lot out there. Um, but uh, the first one, we decided to step into the world of the Resident Evil movies, which how many are there? I have uh, no idea. Six. I'm there so are confused. six Resident Evil, and I believe like three CGI animated ones do not have the characters God, from the, geez, um, these movies. Please. I was so confused because you said Resident Evil 2 and they're not numbered. Mm-hmm. So they always have like a subtitle. Mm-hmm. So I had to look up uh, an article online. Uh, like, it's the best one, Matthew. <laughs> That's this is what uh, this is what Justin told me. Matthew, like, Colin, Colin, <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> Matthew <what>? Kumar. <laughs> I'm Matthew, having flashbacks to my old uh, podcast. I'm Matthew Cannon. Kumar. <laughs> I'm from Scotland. But yeah, Apocalypse <laughs> is the second one. Um, preface: I have never seen any of them until we watched. Re- this not one. even the first one. The first one was a pretty big pop culture phenomenon. I, I, I saw the out. first one in the theater and immediately regretted it. <sighs> I remember uh, uh, seeing it with my friend. And we just hated it. It was so bad. And then we were walking out, uh, talking about how horrible it was. Mm-hmm. And then these two guys, and especially the music, because mm-hmm. everything has this like thrash metal constantly. Yeah, it's a new metal that yeah. was coming out around that time. But it's like yeah. you know, this scene sucks. So let's just play some new metal mm-hmm. and like you know, add some excitement. And then these two kids behind us were like, "Oh man, that was awesome! The music, especially." <laughs> it's and probably we- Paul W. S. Anderson who was seeing <laughs> the movie. Yeah. No, I actually I was into new metal at the time, and this movie had some new metal in it too. Yeah. I, the la- last song, the credit song. Slipknot, and I know who that is. Who are your favorite new metal bands, April? <laughs> uh, Top five: Corn, <laughs> oh, Mud Honey, Disturbed, Creed. Uh, I don't know if you could call those. Those are With not new. Those are not new that's not new metal. Oh, but doesn't he thrash at the guitar? What like, about Stained? Is I that like Stained. Um, P.O.D. Um, well, Marilyn Manson, but that's not. I mean, he kind of went into the new metal mm. uh, world. Um, anyone? Imposter. If anyone who wants to get into new metal, just listen to the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Nobody wants. To get into new yeah. metal. <laughs> no, it's like it's like the music genre that people are ashamed of. Yeah. Do you ever put it on when like Colin's out of um, the apartment? I've been playing she Marilyn does. Manson. Actually, I came home the other day and she was listening to Marilyn Manson. My shame. <laughs> no, I, I went back and I listened to a bunch of his albums and I still know about a whole bunch of the lyrics. She was blasting it in the living room and I came in. And I'm like, uh, this is April's had a bad day music, isn't it? <laughs> it was it was great. Um, uh, the only yeah. Marilyn Manson songs I know are covers. 
He does do a lot uh, of oh, covers. Beautiful, no, wait, not beautiful. People. Not beautiful people. Uh, uh, I'm thinking sweet of dreams. Uh, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that was on every trailer forever. Yeah. So Resident Evil Two. Uh, yeah, back to this. I saw Resident Evil the first one. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing like a cam version. My friend gave me because I was too young to see it in theaters. Uh, you don't go into a, a store and take a candy bar and not <laughs> yeah, and not pay right. for it. When Chinatown uh, stores would have just like cam bootlegs of like mainstream Hollywood films, they would just have them on the street. Yeah, like a big yeah. table full mm-hmm. of them. And uh, I remember watching it and being like, this is boring. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like, bad. This is so boring. It's such a bad movie. It is a movie that I have sworn that I will never watch again in my life. Because I have yeah. given it two or three shots. Because I have friends who are like, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's a great movie. You just don't get it. And I watch it. And it is objectively bad. I love, Not- how, I love how you've already given it two or three yeah. shots. And it, you're like, never again. Never. No, but this is like a firm. Like, I have that Blu-ray. I'm going to break it over my leg because it came in the set. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. You got the box set? Yeah. I mean, Resident Evil number one, nothing happens for, I think, an hour. Oh, it's so bad. All the characters are killed instantly. Any of the interesting characters. Yeah. And then when the second one came out, I was like, well, you know, there's not many zombie movies coming out right now. I don't mm-hmm. think, had Dawn of the Dead come out by that point? Uh, the remake. I want to say yes, because mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Uh, this movie has very, uh, yeah. scenes that reminded me of that. So I was like, all right, I'll give the second one a shot. And I'm yeah. like, wow, well, this may be one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> Resident Evil Apocalypse. I, I think I messaged you after April and I watched this. Of like, so this is the best one? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. I'll, I'll get into it, but uh, what's the plot, April? Um, well, it starts Ooh, like such right. A, such a tricky I'm question. guessing at the end, the, the end of the last movie. Where Technically not. No, okay, so <laughs> yeah, I haven't we'll get seen into it. Because the end of the last one, all the Resident Evil films start with like a promise of like, now the cool shit starts. Yeah, because she escapes from the lab and then it like cranes yeah, up. And that was in the trailer. That was like yeah, a big part of the trailer. Right. So everyone, yeah. I think it maybe in the teaser. So it's like, But this fuck movie you. ends like that too, where it's like, you're almost getting 10 minutes of the next movie. Oh yeah. Kind this of. movie yeah. has a shitty 10, last 10 minutes. Which is weird. But anyway, like long story short, there's a virus mm-hmm. and uh, it, ca- virus. Yeah, it causes people to turn into zombies and uh, it gets out and all of uh, the city called Raccoon City Toronto. is affected. <laughs> Toronto. Which is Raccoon Toronto. City in real life. Funnily enough. Yeah, there's lots of raccoons in but Toronto. But then Colin told me that's actually from the game. So mm, Raccoon right. City that's is... the only thing I know about uh, the game. Yeah. So there's like this military team. What are they called? The Stars? Yeah, the Stars. Oh, yeah. That's it. I was just guessing. I mean, I've <laughs> never played the games either. They were too spooky for me. No, I never and got into I them. didn't have any uh, disposable income to buy them. I wasn't mm. one of those kids that like April probably knew them, who their parents would get them like everything they ever wanted. You go to their <laughs> house and they'd be like, I got all the PlayStation 2 games. Oh, you're talking about uh, assholes. <laughs> Oh, rich, rich kids, yeah. I had a friend who had every horror movie ever made. He's like, I got all the aliens, I got all the critters, I got all the leprechauns. Leprechauns was like really big for him. And so I was weird. so Was jealous. he Irish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you cracked the code. Oh my God. God. Oh. Ah, for some reason, these just appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I always wanted to play these games, never did. I uh-huh. rented the second one, and if anybody has played the second one for a second, you get killed right at the beginning if mm-hmm. you don't know how to run away. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I just kept keep being killed at the beginning. Very and frustrating. I was like, this game. <laughs> sounds boring. Yeah. Yeah, these movies, I'm, I, okay. I don't know. I, I've never got these movies. Well, like I don't. These under- movies have nothing to do with the game. Yeah, either. it's like I don't understand them. I don't know what's going on. Who I don't are know they who. For? 
I don't know. People see these. These movies make money. It's yeah. unbelievable. So, me. like, the first Resident Evil game is about, like, two, I think, police officers or stars officer go into, like, a big haunted mansion, and there's weird stuff going on. They find zombies, and then they find a base underneath. Right. That's what the plot of the game is. Right. And the first one introduces, like, a whole bunch of weird characters. It takes place all under the base. In the hive. Yeah, the hive it's or like whatever. Some laboratory. Mm. What's uh, funny about Mila Jovovich is she has actually never been featured in any game. Games. That is really insane. her character. Yeah. Her isn't character, no, a Alice. Character. I just like. I see every movie. For, I don't know. I sort of saw the Red Letter Media recap, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of how I know. Which is amazing. Everybody should watch it. It's really funny. They kind of go through the whole series. And they watch them say, all like, in one sitting. Oh, which is, I did too. And with they, me and my friends, they just went insane Mercy. at the end. It was so funny. Well, they make no sense. They don't make any sense, yeah. and they seem to change the plot in, in each new movie anything they yeah. set up at the end of a film they just like destroy instantly yes. so like at the end of the third one it's like Mila Jovovich has like 30 clones and she also has psychic powers for some reason and then boop they kill all those clones at the beginning of the fourth one she loses her psychic powers yeah she had psychic powers in this one I think at the at the end I think she's like attached to the stars network I don't know I don't so know. the movie starts zombie outbreak oh man what's going on we're introduced to our Robert Altman like cast of characters we have <laughs> I think Jill Valentine Oh, that's right. Who's like Tomb Raider? A, yeah, Tomb Raider. Who's like a detective in a tube top? Yeah, yeah. she looks exact. She's her outfit is exactly Tomb Raider, except Tomb Raider's wearing shorts. She's a game character. Yeah, I, yeah. that's okay. I, I yeah, I know the name. And she looks exactly like. And she's introduced in an awesome scene where she just bursts into a police station and just kills a bunch of people. Yeah, starts shooting zombies. Yeah. Dude, and shooting zombies. Her partner is another character. Her partner. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I don't his remember name his name. Yeah, that guy. He was a character. Yeah, he was. He's like, oh, I'm just waiting for him to die. <laughs> When's he going to die? <laughs> yeah. And then we also have Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Yeah, as like, you think he's the villain, but he's not the villain. Yeah, he's in the wheelchair. And I think the whole story revolves around his daughter is trapped. Uh, she doesn't make it out of the evacuation yes. of Raccoon City. She was the Red Queen in the first one. Oh, is that her? The yeah, actress? That, that, uh, that? I think that's who it's supposed to be based on in the movie ah, universe. I yes. see, okay. Jared Harris, he has a Canadian passport, right? Is he really? He must, because he's in so many Canadian films. I and usually when know. you see an actor in that many films, you're like, oh, he counts for points for those I, tax breaks. I have no idea, because I only uh, uh, know him for Mad Men, I think mm. most people would. And yeah. like, the Terror and then Chernobyl. Uh, oh, so he was in so many, like... So many things. Mid-level, hor- like this. He was in um, the John Carpenter film, which I believe shot in Vancouver as well. Which, which makes me think The Ward. Oh, he big, Jesus. He had a big uh, role in The Ward. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, so we have those uh, characters. We also have Mila Jovovich. We have um, a wise kraken, I guess, pimp. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah that's right. African-American gentleman. Yes, who's that's the right. only levity in the movie. And uh, he just says one-liners. That's not true. The whole film is filled with laughs. And we also have um, the Intrepid. mummy himself. Because, uh, wait, is it? No, it's not Arnold. No. No, it's not Arnold Bosley. It, no, it's the guy. He's in the mummy, and he plays the guy that's protecting the mummy. You remember? He appears in the first and second ones, and he, like, sacrifices himself when he goes into the pit at the end. I can't remember. I don't remember what his name is. I can't is, remember. But that guy. And then Let's we've just got, call him a handsome SWAT dude. And then we've got uh, Intrepid Reporter. Uh, yeah, she dies oh, pretty fast. Yeah. So she's funny from, story she's about a, her. She's a Canadian actress. Her name is Sandrine Holt, and uh, yeah, she's in House of Cards. She was in Black I, Robe. I've actually seen her in two movies. 
Black Robe and Century Hotel, two of the most Canadian movies Black ever made. Robe, did you were you forced to see that in class? That's no, right. it's like exactly. Canadian requirement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, she went to I went to high school and she was in a sister school. So I was like an all, all boys high school, and uh, a couple of my friends dated her. Uh, her name is Sandrine Ho, uh, mm-hmm. and then when she went into acting, she changed her name to Holt. I guess it was like less Asian. So you never sounding. actually met her. Uh, I might have at some point, but I don't remember her. A couple of his friends dated her, not yeah. just one. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. very strange. Uh, so, yeah. So, all these characters, like a Robert Altman film, they all kind of meet. And Mila yeah. Jovovich, who's only introduced like 15 minutes into the movie. <sighs> kind of, yeah. Uh, and they, what is their plan? They just have to get out of the city. I think uh, they have to get the daughter. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, Jared Harris refuses to be evacuated with the Umbrella Corporation honchos. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like, I'm not leaving without my daughter. Okay. So, before I start <laughs> talking about how amazing this movie is, I'm going to, I'm going to, just we never do this but to give myself a position of strength i have to say all the lamest shit in this movie it is so cheap looking and it, it is yeah. ugly it's like one color yeah it's gross it's like just blue and yeah. black and this is the most toronto looking movie uh, well, that's you've great ever seen. That, that's a positive it's not like a negative it's like it, it just looks canadian uh at one scene takes place in a, a ttc streetcar <laughs> that's uh, right. the finale takes place in front of toronto city hall which yeah. you would which, recognize from uh, Next Generation. The trailer uh, seems to indicate that it explodes as yeah. Mila Jovovich runs down, and that does yeah. not happen in the movie. Very yeah. disappointing. Yeah. And then uh, it is also like the sound is bad, like the new metal, like all the punches and whooshes. It's like yeah. people who have never done it before. You see okay. you see a lot of uh, pizza pizzas. <laughs> you do see a lot <laughs> of pizza pizzas. It's the same one. It's the same pizza pizza, but it takes place, uh, you see it in mm. like different times in the movie. All right, that's the only things that are bad in this movie. Ah, the cat attacked me. No, it did not. It jumped up on the table. <laughs> but also the Canadianness is like what we were talking about with Jason X. Mm-hmm. I feel like it looked better than Jason X. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, yeah. Like, and it, sounded it better. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, take the new metal over Jason Mm-hmm. It didn't score. feel like a television show or like a TV movie. It felt like a real movie, but it d- does have a cheapness to it for sure. So to say what I love about this movie, <laughs> I have to explain that I think Paul W.S. Anderson is one of the most boring directors. He's awful. Like, he's so boring. Technically, and he didn't direct this. No, but that's why I'm getting to why this is good. Because yeah. this is a Paul W.S. Anderson script. Mm-hmm. So oh. it was actually directed by Alexander DeHewitt, I believe. Something like that, yeah. And he was a second unit director, and he worked on everything he worked on. On Avengers Infinity War, we're on all the Fast and Furious movies, and it's like you gave a movie to a second unit director, and he's like, uh, "This is all action scenes, right? Yeah, this is all that, that's all the movie is. So it's all killer, no filler. Yeah, <laughs> which you will either find very boring or." amazing like I do. Well, Paul W.S. Anderson, let's talk about him for a second. Uh, he did Mortal Kombat. His movies... <laughs> his movie, he's one of those directors where he doesn't seem to get better. No. He's no. consistently awful. In different like ways. Bad in different... He seems to maybe get worse sometimes. So and some, then, But all of his movies are just... He just rips off scenes from other <sighs> movies. You know, Shamelessly. The, and just like cobbles them together and they're just fucking garbage like mm-hmm. they're, they're he's a garbage director supposedly someone who said that they read the Resident Evil Apocalypse script and yeah. this is how Paul W. Sanderson writes it's like and then Mila Jovovich bursts <laughs> through the um, <laughs> church window on a motorcycle and the audience jump to their feet and cheer it, it shows it shows in the movie oh, yeah uh, about so how much bad. crazy bullshit is all stuffed 
into like one film. Like the movie mm-hmm. gets going almost instantly. Like it's everyone's I think so, yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. And then you just follow all of these characters as they wa- wander around Toronto shooting zombies, so uh, jumping out of helicopters with two guns in their hands. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Because you probably saw that in a movie somewhere. Yeah, guaranteed. Bad, uh, there was like, uh, I think I worked on one of these movies and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the 3D one. That's uh, part four, the one that they're in a prison for a while. I think so. I don't yeah. know. Uh, prison planet? I just sort of, <laughs> no. Of have lockout? <laughs> I just remember submarines and I worked on a shot. No, where okay, that's part five. Was part, that in 3D as well? That's also in 3D, yeah. Ugh. Part five is like someone got hit on the head and there's like 10 ideas. Like they're in Japan, they do a ripoff of Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder version. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then they're like fighting on ice at the end. But right. Th- that's right. part five. That's one that like I watch and I'm like, I don't know who this is for. Yeah. This is, boy, what is this? Well, it was like as soon as he got his hands on 3D, and I remember all the yeah. trailers and commercials were coming out for the first 3D one. It was like in 3D. And like every single goddamn shot was slow mo and something was flying at camera. Which is great, but you know. Is it? Well, when it's in slow motion, when Paul W. Sanderson shoots Ugh. it, it's so boring. So terrible. So yeah, the thing that I love about this movie is that it's nonstop. It's an hour and I think 40 hour minutes. Th- not even. I not think it's even. like 130, 133. One thirty. Oh, mm. uh, back yeah. when action movies used to be uh, yeah, shave, nice and tight. Shave like three yeah. three minutes off. <laughs> three minutes. Yeah, the ending, which is a setup to a sequel that never really happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I love about this movie. And I mean, Nemesis. Uh, can, uh, can we talk about Nemesis? This big, giant, plastic... <laughs> Is that what he was called? Yeah, his name is Nemesis. He's from the third game. So basically, this was Mila Jovovich's friend from the first movie. Yes, and who they like started have... to mutate because I think he got bit. You don't find that out until the end. It's a big reveal. Yeah, they take him away and then they go, put him into the Nemesis program. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh no, he's like a <laughs> An man. orc. Yeah, he looks he's like an orc. orc. He's just like a big stunt man. And what yeah. does he have? He has like a gun attached to his it's hand. It's a or? rocket launcher, right? He has, no, he has like a Gatling gun. Because like, yeah, that's oh, right. Because yeah. they do the scene from Aliens where he's like running out of bullets. Yeah, he's yeah. Firing. And then uh, his POV. He's got like some robotics because the Umbrella Corporation can, can control him. Yeah, or and, can they? Or, yeah. <laughs> Because the power of love they is more powerful yeah. than any force. They didn't count on yeah. feelings. They didn't even count on him having a boner for Mila Jovovich. Oh, yeah. I God. mean, Alice. One, one that causes him to come to tears. To uh, come to tears. Ew. That's how, when you're nemesis, that's how you feel pleasure. Ew, <laughs> it's not crying. tears of sadness. Oh. So what was your favorite part, Colin? Uh, let me see. You know, I wrote to... <laughs> This is the only thing I remember from the first movie, and I kind of uh, perked up when they came on screen. It's uh, the spaghetti dogs, and I, I call <laughs> them. Heard them called the spaghetti. Dogs. I call them the spaghetti dogs because uh, it, they're supposed to be zombie dogs, basically. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, they can't put a lot of prosthetics on dogs. You know, the animal, yeah. the they humane would just society. Try and eat it, right? Yeah, or the, you know, I, I don't think you're allowed them, to. Yeah. You know, so they're very limited in what they can do. So they, <laughs> it looks like they just threw a bowl of spaghetti on the dogs with sauce. <laughs> and it's like just called them zombie dogs. They're very CG too. Well, they, they what they've done is they patched them up. So yeah. when they uh, cut into the close-ups, they've mm. done some like uh, CG patchwork to make it look like their skin is rotting, and it looks really, really bad. It looked too shiny. Well, there was no motion blur, and it looked mm. badly yeah. tracked onto their faces. But all the wides are just dogs with spaghetti thrown <laughs> onto them. So I called them spaghetti dogs. But what about the liquors? Those big uh, giant uh, monsters' like, tongues? Those are seamlessly integrated into uh, the movie. My friends actually did those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The total ripoff of Lickitung, the Pokemon 
Come on. Uh, <laughs> like wait, the listeners he, know who I'm talking wait, 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 about. Wait. Was he part of the first 151 wave? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. I don't even know him. It's a, it's, a, it's a big pink dinosaur with a big tongue. Oh, okay. Mm. Shame on me. <laughs> so what was your favorite part, April? Um, well, I'm actually... I actually liked the storyline with the little girl. Um, I thought it was... Like, I don't know if this is from the game, but I thought it was a kind of neat backstory that you find out that the British guy, what's his name? Jared, Jared Harris. Jared Harris. He was trying... Son of Richard Harris. He made the T-virus because he was trying to make his daughter walk again because she was, I guess, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And then it works, um, but then it turns into a virus that animates the dead because it like repaired her dead cells. Ah, ah neat idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, all those people died just so she could walk <laughs> again. Yeah, but yeah, it was I mean, worth it. you know... I could see that happening. What's funny, because he was in a wheelchair, though. Yeah, he was. So why do... I don't know if, like, that was an experiment gone awry, or he was just also in a wheelchair. Hmm. I mean, we'll have to get the novelization to find out. (laughs) By by, by Alan Dean Foster. Foster. (laughs) I was just going to (laughs) say. So this is a tough movie that, like, you know, people need to see it, because I could just go through all my favorite scenes, Mm -hmm. that chase that goes through, like, the entire city, crashing through, like... You know, all the recognizable Toronto locations. Oh, yeah. there's so many. It's they, so they go, like, to the s- same bridge a couple times. Which <laughs> yeah, the yeah, bridge in the Danforth. Near that's where right. I, I used yeah. to live. I'm like, hey. That is the Danforth Bridge. That's where yeah, they yeah. the, yeah. um, uh, what is it, Escape from New York thing, like the walls that people can't get through? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the kind of... That's uh, what he ripped off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was referencing that. Of course. And uh, I've said this before to people. My favorite scene is when Mila yeah. Jovovich, um, she is... Uh, Held at gunpoint by baddies, and they're like, <laughs> "Drop the gun!" Why wouldn't they just shoot her? She's like such a threat. It's so they stupid. need her, I guess. She drops the gun, but then she's so fast <laughs> that she picks the gun up before it hits the ground and fires. On the commentary, Mila Jovovich is like, "Yeah, I did that for real. I trained real hard to be able to do that." Oh, it was in on. slow motion. Yeah, I think she's being sarcastic. Oh, it's oh, so bad. But also, like that's like Game of Thrones ripped that off. Yeah, that's right. Game of Thrones <laughs> ripped that off. Uh, they ripped off Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, they're like, we saw Resident Evil Apocalypse. What can yeah. we take from this? It's Aria such a, it's such a non-moment. Like, you know what I mean? It's not impressive. And no, you're just like, what? You feel like the filmmakers are like, this, this is cool. This is so cool. It cuts to her like on the ground not moving. You're like, these shots don't link up. What's no. going on? No, it's one of those things where, yeah, they think it's much cooler than it is. And mm-hmm. then your takeaway is just like, what? Well, the issue uh, that I have with Alice, and I don't know if this continues in the other movies, is that she's too good. It's like she's just genetically perfect and better than everyone, and she can seemingly do anything. And she can like jump high up in the air. The orca guy can do that too. <laughs> oh, and it's like, oh yeah, she's just too. She's too perfect. So it's just like you know what? There's no like stakes. She can do everything. Mm-hmm. She can heal as well you yeah know? i hate to break it to you mila jovovich is paul Davis Hansen's wife yeah i know That's right <laughs> so were they married during this movie uh, i don't know later did they maybe fall a little bit later yeah they fell in love on the set <laughs> and then uh yeah they kept making these movies which are crazier and crazier as they go along what's notable about the sixth one which is the final chapter is, is that <laughs> he hired the uh, the editor of uh, crank movies so it's like mm. edited within an inch of its life cuts lasting less than half it's like a different flavor of bad yeah, it's so that awful. doesn't sound good yeah. like uh, it's i think the editor's name is like notch or something like it's some crazy <laughs> one one name thing one one word notch yeah. it's funny I, I guess there are all these movies are made in toronto i think all of his fucking no not the 
six one the six really? one was shot in South Africa because you didn't hear what happened, right? Someone oh. died and someone like lost an arm or a leg. Oh, it him. was the stunt woman yeah. that oh, crashed. Two these. different people. One person died and the stunt woman got injured. Oh, not just injured. Yeah, she had uh, limbs amputated. Yeah, oh she was God. like destroyed, and I think uh, uh, her face was degloved. And Ugh. do not look up degloving online. Yeah, it is horrific and but for this movie for a for fucking resident chapter. and that's but all like, i could the think fact of that there was like multiple injuries on oh the oh my god that's off the worst south, well, i mean yeah no unions in south africa there's a there's a vfx company in town i won't say their name but they they work on all of his movies yeah, they've, they've all of his all movies of to the point where i think the owner actually went to their wedding um so yeah i guess we're big paul w sanderson fans here wait you i mean mortal Kombat, right yeah. april one of your favorite movies of all time i think that is a great movie yes it's a bad movie but really it's good Ooh, coming soon to uh, this podcast I saw, I saw i saw twice in the theater mortal Kombat annihilation as well yeah, at yeah the time, that one is at the bad. time, I remember thinking it was entertaining, and mm. then in, in retrospect, it's horrific. And uh, Event like Three Musketeers, Event Horizon, that was one of those so ones. boring. Wait, so I remember liking this, and this is the one that everybody talks about, like, oh, it's his best movie, and blah 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 blah. So we rewatched it, I think, last year, April yeah, for Halloween. I think we talked about it before. It was a big letdown, and it was like loud it's and so terrible. I think it was also full of like bad rock music. That is, that's one of those movies that I think people just remember it differently, and when you rewatch it, you really realize how horribly it's dated and it just it just you were doesn't charmed age very by well. sam neil uh, i think how can you not be come <laughs> I on i did the same thing Kiwi with the accent i did the same thing with uh, emily i was like oh yeah sc- scary movie let's watch event horizon and uh, just sitting there being like oh this is so lame yeah, yeah. i could have watched um scary movie yeah <laughs> scary movie the classic Wayne's <laughs> brothers i'm more of a scary movie three man myself oh it's yeah yeah eight mile parodies and stuff like that uh, was the one where the the zuckers came in or that's scary movie three yeah, okay, that's three good yeah that's good one. Yeah. i like the million dollar baby uh scene <laughs> oh, that's scary movie four or five i believe <laughs> that was really funny yeah that is actually a very funny scene from that movie get your peanut siri has uh siri has chimed in she's got something to say siri <laughs> which scary movie is your favorite <laughs> what was your favorite scene siri so i like the part where she goes into the church yeah on the motorcycle Vroom. i, I that's like Mila's introduction, I think, to mm. the other characters. Yeah. Yep. She, she just, crashes on the motorcycle. She so knows she, they're in there. She crashes into the church through a stained glass window on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. which hits the altar and then catches the liquor. No, I think that the motorcycle hits and it like skids out from under her and then it hits a liquor, which causes it to go straight up into the air. Makes no sense. Which she then shoots with a bullet, which goes to Matrix vision. Yeah. And then it explodes and then she turns around and I think walks away in slow motion. Yeah. I think what happened is the motorcycle went through the window and then the liquors are jumping at it because they see her, but then she's so fast she jumps off and they go through the window and she shoots it and it explodes. Mm-hmm. Well, Slight difference. We'll never okay. know. <laughs> yeah. if, so if fast. If only there was some evidence that we could see what actually happens in that scene. If only going to church was really that exciting. Oh, Ooh, God. sounds dangerous. Just the way I like it. So we didn't really watch a bad movie for the second one. No, I was just thinking, like... How? What stretch of the imagination would this would this be considered a bad movie? No, I mean alive. to maybe you show to like your mom or something like that. I think even my mom would be entertained. Your mom, yeah, like She's pretty cool. uh, it is like a B movie, um, and you could say that like it's a lower budget movie, but. What was the budget of this movie? It was pretty high. Three like, million. Yeah, I think three. It was, yeah, a couple million. And yeah. when was this made? 1992. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a lot for 92. And like, there's so many 
prosthetics in it that it's mm-hmm. like they clearly had like a lot of we should probably say resources. the name of the movie i said i did i said dead alive Really? Or yep. sometimes called brain damage. Well, it, it's its actual name is brain dead. Yeah, and oh, brain it's only dead. in North yeah. America that it's known as dead alive. Yeah, because they didn't want, I guess, North Americans to be confused with the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman classic, <laughs> yeah. Brain Dead. Oh by yeah, Adam okay, Simon. okay. There's also brain damage. Um, yes, yes. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I caught some of it on TV at a bar once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, are you talking about? Is that the Frank Helen lot? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we rented it, but then we never watched it. But uh, different movie. Yeah, this was this was my first Peter Jackson movie. Uh, mm. This is my Me intro too. to him, and this—I think I got it around ninety-five or ninety-six or something like that. I got talking to my friend at work one day, and he was like, "Oh, you got to see uh, Evil or Dead Alive," uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Make sure you get the unrated cut." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay," so I like hunted for it online and got it. There was uh, a panther on the cover that I had, it, like because really? it said like R, like like an X, you know, the X-rated panther. I have never seen anything uh, before then or since. Wow. I had to lie about my age to rent it at the Rogers video. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's hilarious. This movie is so, it's so good. It's so clever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter Jackson, you know, he was, he was good. Yeah, he was good. He, he, he was really, really good. This he, was like before um, uh, Heavenly Creatures mm-hmm. when he went legit. I'm guessing yep. maybe that was the, my first Peter Jackson because mm-hmm. I'm almost positive I saw that before Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen... Uh, I think it was only this one. I hadn't even seen like Meet the Feebles or anything. And or then, Bad Taste. Yeah, and when he was announced as the director for Lord of the Rings, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Frighteners, too. I saw a little bit of Frighteners. Oh, yeah, but yeah okay. I, found I saw the Frighteners. too scary. Yeah, you found yeah. it too frightening. <laughs> yeah. I watched like a little bit of it, and then I went upstairs. That was a TBS staple, the Frighteners. It played yeah. all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. What's this movie about? Well, so Dead Alive is about a young man named Lionel who lives with his mother. Uh, you may call him a mommy's boy, if yeah, you will. Yeah. He's got a Norman Bates thing going on, like yep. in look and um, uh, lifestyle. Yeah, I don't like the you know the similar like oppressive mother, yeah. you know, keeping him in line. But then when the local uh, grocery clerk, uh, whose name is Paquita. Uh, thinks that they are destined to be together. Mm-hmm. His mom gets jealous, and mm-hmm. somehow she gets bitten by a oh, man, a Sumerian rat monkey. I think it's a yeah. Sumatran, Sumatran oh, rat monkey. Take away my Agora <laughs> card for Wait. not getting that right. So this is like the opening scene takes, and like people, uh, Lord of the Rings fans would probably remember this. I think it's in the third movie. It's like the Paths of the Dead, where they uh, mm. yeah, Legolas and those guys go through the, the kind Aragorn. of rock, very distinctive rock formations. Um, it's a and, bit of a pre-setup describing where those monkeys came from. Yeah, it's like some guy from the Wellington Zoo, is, yeah. you know, has captured this rat monkey and he's, ta- you know, taken back, uh, trying to take it back to the zoo in uh, in Wellington. Uh, he's killed by the. He gets scratched by the rat monkey, and then the um, local guides chop mm-hmm. off his hand, his mm-hmm. arm, and then his head. Yeah, and the yeah. blood splatters onto the screen uh-huh. to form the title "Dead Alive." Uh, and then they just send the crate on to Wellington anyway. They, yeah. they load it onto a plane and get paid for it and I was thinking it was kind of like hard ticket Hawaii yeah. you know with the, poison with the, snake the it's cancerous cancer infested snake is this kind of the same setup yeah <laughs> and then right from the get go we get a, a lot of awesome miniatures oh my god they're so good um, 
I didn't know this until years later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess it's like a period piece. I don't know when it's supposed to take place. Probably I think the, the 50s. The 50s or the 60s. It has yeah. that kind of vibe. Yeah, there's greasers turn up. Mm-hmm. There's like know. a doo wop thing going on. Yeah, yeah. it's like the party. rockabilly party yeah. at the house and stuff like that. Yeah, but right from the beginning, and uh, Colin actually pointed out some miniature shots that mm-hmm. I didn't even notice because they're like forced perspective shots. Yeah, yeah, so they'd have the miniature in front of the camera and yeah. like you're shooting it. We in... should point out when we say miniature, people are like, oh, like goblins or castles? No, no, no. they're just like streetcars. Just establishing shots. Of yeah, the I town. guess it was like a period Wellington. Mm. So uh, they have these old timey trolleys and like the storefronts and stuff like that. It's really, really clever. And I really didn't pick up on it mm-hmm. the first couple of times. Very clever way um, of like I, I'm guessing saving budget like because mm-hmm. maybe it's not we can't just shoot like well, I, randomly or I think that Peter Jackson just like loves this shit so like the opportunity oh, yeah. to do something like this he's yeah. like alright how can we figure it out because he could have just done it without those establishing shots yeah you could but, do like a matte painting or something yeah. but he had like moving cameras and some really clever things where they're shooting uh, I, I don't know if it's Lionel's in the car and then they kind of just pan the camera up from inside the car oh, and you see the trolley yeah. go by mm-hmm. and it whips down and there's like a kind of hidden cut mm-hmm. in there Really, really clever, clever camera tricks and, and edits. I mean, this is a movie, I think people could consider it bad, and you shouldn't be these people's friends, if they look at the special effects and are like, ah, uh, they're so cheap looking and fake. You can tell that that's a stop motion <laughs> rat creature oh, in the man. cave. That was so it's funny. like one of the best things in the movie. And then stop motion didn't really come back, no. did it? No, no. It's actually funny because the uh, in, in the credits, mm-hmm. uh, the stop motion's credited to Peter Jackson and uh, uh, Richard Taylor. So mm. Richard Taylor, you probably know from all the Lord of the Rings making ofs. He was Do the, his voice, Colin. I know you I'm want I'm Richard to... Taylor. Yep, there you <laughs> go. When I was working with Peter on Lord of the Rings. He's <laughs> the head of uh, uh, Weta Workshop, which mm-hmm. uh, did all the uh, makeup and uh, prosthetics and like swords and all that stuff. Do you think stuff. he like sits in front of like a Maya rendering farm now and he's like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> no. I wish I could yeah. go back to dead alive. Oh, that would be so fun. And so uh, back to the story. Um, Lionel's mother gets attacked by the rat monkey and uh-oh, she starts to get a little bit sick. Yeah. She's like patient zero of oh, uh, kind of like the T-virus in the previous I'd, yeah. for, I'd forgotten. And we have to note that we were eating like mac and cheese mm. when we were watching this Rich movie. Rich and creamy, just I, the way I like it. Oh, I, was, I don't know what accent that is. I but. wanted to vomit during this scene. It's so, I remember it today and I, was, I just went, For oh, people that don't know, we won't spoil it for people, but it's just like... Yeah, there's uh, so much in this movie that you should really just experience. <laughs> don't eat creamy things while watching it. Oh, don't eat anything while watching yeah, this movie. This movie yeah. is so disgusting. So Lionel's, uh, her, his mom starts decomposing. He tries his best <laughs> to keep her together, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> Finally, people realize she's dead, and he tries to keep her <laughs> calm by injecting like tranquilizers. Yeah, like a, oh, is a, that what he was doing? Yeah. yeah, he goes to like this Nazi vet <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and gets like a big bottle of tranquilizer, and then yeah. he's like con- constantly like injecting her to that sedate her. You can only her. inject uh, zombies in the eye or up the nose. Uh, <laughs> Those are two ways so you can gross. inject them. <laughs> goes to the brain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happens? Yeah, other people get infected. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. His just... mom pops out of uh, the grave. She kills a bunch of greasers, and the priest shows up, and yeah. then he gets infected, and it just snowballs. Yep. Yeah, and then it ends in just like the greatest house party massacre you've ever, ever seen. It's yep. so great. This is yeah. one of the goriest movies. It's the go- I mean, when people are like, well, I think this is gory, I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, like, you get desensitized to it, uh-huh. but it doesn't stop being like um, shocking and like funny. Yeah. But it's like, it still has the same impact, but it's not 
like uh, it's a more is more type of movie. Well, we should yeah. point out we watched this movie because April had never seen it. Yeah, that's and right. that's why I was like, well, we gotta watch Dead Alive. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, every gore gag is like so creative and fun and energetic. Yeah, just, if it was the same yeah. thing over and over again, it would get boring. Like, yeah, even heads explode. Because I recently watched a German splatter film. And I was like, ah, oh, just heads exploding over and over again. Yeah, yeah. but this one I think is, uh, it, it never stops being surprising and clever and, and tricky. And it's one of those movies where he really uses every trick in the book mm. as far as yeah. like how to hide these cuts and you know what I mean? It's just like so many can, white cuts. Like somebody will be uh, like, ooh, like covering her mouth and then a hand punches through it and her hand waving past the camera is the cut point to cut to the dummy of the fist yeah. goes right through her mouth. Or you'll see so like a good. lot of uh, uh, people like wipe camera, walk by mm-hmm. camera out of focus and kind of wipe frame and it'll transition to like a, yeah. a puppet and you know, it's, oh God, it's so that funny. Guy screaming, he's like, oh, and he gets like the skin pulled off his head to reveal like a <laughs> screaming skeleton. <laughs> a lot of them are so clever. Like I wasn't even like noticing the cuts. Like yeah. it was just so seamless. It's just really well done and inventive and like, funny and uh at yeah. one point the guy the main character is being chased by like a reanimated heart and lungs and intestine <laughs> intestines it's like an asshole that farts and everything oh, <laughs> so my favorite part of this movie is definitely the scene where <clears throat> lionel is surrounded by zombies it's probably the most horrifying zombie scene mm-hmm. he's like in the middle of his living room and he's looking around and he sees like them all chowing down and like mm-hmm. brains and guts and then he starts to run <laughs> but there's so much blood on the ground that he starts like running in place that was funny and it goes <laughs> It's really so funny. long. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's the perfect like tone scene if you want to let people know like what kind of movie it is. It's yeah. like, oh no, it's comedic. It's like <laughs> that scene. And yeah. then when he does start to like run on body parts, he like lands on the guy whose legs are all cut off. He's like, yeah. It's like Looney Tunes. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Splat stick. Yeah. yeah, it's always like one-upping itself. It's mm-hmm. just really funny. It's, it's like, you know, he's obviously inspired by Evil Dead and like Sam Raimi really uh interesting like camera work and it's like constantly moving and there's like this energy to the to the uh, movie the thing about mm-hmm. peter jackson that like i love is that he's like way sloppier than sam raimi is sam raimi mm-hmm. was all about like precision like i gotta get this on a crane i have to get this on yeah. like a dolly it has to be perfect well peter jackson is <laughs> more of a guy that's like oh let's just do it handheld and we'll move around and we'll do all these cameras and these dutch yeah. angles mm-hmm. into people and that's mm-hmm. what it's easier to recreate, so that's what I would do when I would have to make movies and stuff like that as well. So what was yeah. your favorite part, April? Um, well, there is a scene with a baby that was pretty good. So uh, a long story short, there's a zombie baby. Um, there's a gestation involved and then a... Yeah, so I don't even know why, but he took it to the park in a pram. <laughs> so I could tell you why the scene exists, yeah. because they shot the movie and they uh, were under budget. And so they're like, oh, really? I, I want to shoot this scene because I think it'll be funnier. Mm-hmm. And so they went out and they did the scene where a zombie baby goes to the park and slapstick ensues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really funny. And the it's baby's like, like attacking him and he's like punching it and stepping it on it. And like, it's a lot funnier than I'm probably describing. All these families <laughs> are kind of looking on horrified. Yeah. And April's like, you, you know, people would, you know, say something. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it was the 50s. It was the 50s. And it was Wellington, it New was Zealand. Really punching funny. the baby like full on. Yeah, yeah. like... <laughs> 
hyperactive <laughs> for no reason whatsoever yeah it just cuts and he's already got a pram and he's taking yeah. it through the walk and he's like stumbling like and the pram is like mm. falling down the hill so uh, good. like you know um, what's that movie battleship potemkin <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. like that but i'm sure peter jackson was like this is my battleship Pot- potemkin oh yeah, i thought you totally. meant untouchable oh yeah that's right <laughs> or when they parried it in one of the naked gun movies. <laughs> yeah, i'm sure they one did. of the naked and there's like babies flying all yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah don't they have like tons of babies yeah, it's like yeah. all these Mothers. All of them. I think it was Naked Gun. I'm gonna say three say and uh, thirty-three and a third. Thirty-three and a third. Okay. Isn't that the one that you watched recently, Colin? Uh, I watched yeah two and three. I think because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd ever seen thirty-three and a third. Thirty-three, not a Zucker joint, a Peter Segal joint. Yeah, yeah, not so as not good. As funny, Mr. Mm-hmm. Tommy Boy. Yeah, the magic was not there. Mm. All right. So, what's your favorite part, Colin? Um. Well, I mean. Obviously, the lawnmower scene, but I think mm, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a given for, for anything. And I think up to that point, you might be thinking, oh, the movie's not that gory or it's mm. not that bloody, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, if you're singing that, you are a serial killer. <laughs> and then you get to that scene and it's just disgusting. It's amazing. And God, just the sound effects and just the fact that yeah. it keeps going and going and going and like uh, it starts out as kind of blood and then progresses the more zombies that he cuts up into this sort of like sludgy, gross mm-hmm. oatmeal mm-hmm. type consistency. So I've probably seen this movie a couple dozen times. It's yeah. funny to see like what is actually gross and what's not. Yeah. And what's gross is usually like things that are slimy and things that are also like thick. Like if blood is squeezed out of something. It's always pus. And, yeah. And shooting pus, out like of that's mm. gross. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the uh, other stuff is just really funny. Are you guys zombie movie fans? Were you ever, April, where you're like, I love zombie movies? No, I always kind of thought they were a little on the boring side. Mm. Like, uh, I didn't grow up really watching, like, going out of my way to watch horror movies. And then I watched uh, Dawn of the Dead, like the original in film class. And I was like, well, it's okay. And then I remember my roommate was like, that was an hour and a half of people literally shooting zombies. Mm. And I was like, (laughs) Well, there's a little more to it than that, but... Uh, yeah, no, and you should have been like, uh, excuse okay. me, unless you're watching the European cut, which is 88 minutes, it's a two-hour long movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, 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 zombie movies in general yeah. didn't really do it for me. Yeah, um, I'm, but, not, a, I'm like, not a fan at all. Uh, they can be really good. This is a good example of one that was is done much more creatively you know? I, th- I think that like horror fans they like and me included like they love zombie films especially when you're a teenager because it's a way to destroy the human body in mm-hmm. manners that you're not supposed to see mm-hmm. but that you don't feel any kind of like moral guilt over it because yeah. these things are already they're, they're dead not, they're not human yeah exactly yeah. well this is like usually when I think of zombie movies it's kind of like something like the walking dead where it's like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. it's like after you know this outbreak and blah 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 but this is like a very self-contained movie yeah and uh, it just feels more inventive than that mm-hmm. so even though it is a zombie movie the same way i guess like evil dead mm. would be a zombie That's a little movie. more of like a demon movie demon yeah it's like movie, sort of yeah. possessed you know it, this is this doesn't have that vibe that i dislike about uh zombie movies. yeah i think that yeah it sounds like what you don't like is that post-apocalyptic like dreary it's just dreary misery yeah, I don't like that either dull you know this mm. is anything but dull it's so exciting and interesting and it's fun. weird that that's like the lesson people would take from like when they make zombie movies and yeah. you want to take them aside and be like what are your favorite like post-apocalyptic zombie movies like day of the dead that takes place all in a mine dawn of the dead it takes place in a mall it's not really post-apocalyptic that's the no. thing and it's like it, uh, they seem to be like an entry point for people getting into horror mm-hmm. uh, as far as like making the movies yeah. because 
it's cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to cast many people. You just get a small cast. You go out to the forest somewhere. You get like... Uh, you go up to the mall <laughs> that's in Resident <laughs> Evil Apocalypse to shoot your zombie scene. <laughs> exactly. Buy Teddy Bomb. Available at teddybomb.com. <laughs> oh my God. That was a, sh- but, got a shill. Yeah, like I'm struggling to even think of a zombie movie I really liked. No. Um, I, this this is probably the like the best one. Um yeah. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm thinking like, about it. I can't actually, you know what? Uh, the one that I actually did like was uh, Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it's okay. Which I, was I one of those things. I love it, though. I was just like, oh, it's okay. I haven't revisited it. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was kind of like fun and scary and gross. Well, Dawn whatever. of the Dead, 1978, is my favorite film of all time. Okay. But, yeah, zombie film is like, there's just so many bad ones. Yeah. It's tough to remember uh, the ones that I like. Uh, Plaga Zone, Zombie Mutante. That's like an Argentinian one. Like mm-hmm. that one. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's just too many of them. And I'm just, I'm sick of zombies. Yeah. If, I, if I never see another zombie movie again, I'd be perfect. It's happy. weird because like, I think the thing that I like the best about zombie movies is that kind of slapstick idea, mm-hmm. which you get in stuff like even Dawn of the Original Dawn of the Dead or yeah. this. And when you go into that post-apocalyptic, like, oh, it's Walking Dead, it's miserable. I'm like, I don't want that. That's not what I find fun about it. Yeah, like, there's nothing. No, thank you. Just, yeah, I mean, that's what Shaun of the Dead did so well. Oh yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Is a great yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do like that a lot, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it's more of a kind of a, a genre parody, but like it counts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not really a zombie film. <laughs> no. It's more of a psychological thriller. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I liked well, that this wasn't just about zombies. Mm-hmm. It actually had layers to it. It's, yeah, for it's sure. Actually, like I, for a second there, I thought that our hero was going to wake up and it was a nightmare because it's really about his fear of his mother. Yeah, exactly. And how, I mean, at the end, he kind of like, returns to the womb yeah and is and is reborn yeah, yeah the so. second time Peter Jackson's done that in bad taste he's reborn himself oh, from one okay. of the aliens oh, uh, speaking of which Peter Jackson has a cameo in this movie he's yeah as a mortician's assistant yeah it's just really funny and so does Richard Taylor he's in the park as the uh, the stroller runs through this couple like picnicking in the park and he's one of the guys who rolls mm. out of the way never noticed that until you mentioned it yeah. so you'll find something new every time you watch Jet Alive and Forrest J. Ackerman yes uh, he's the uh, old man taking the picture at yeah. the zoo as the mom is stomping on the if the you notice Forrest J. Ackerman the film stock is different in his shots because they probably did not shoot it when they shot the other uh, scene okay, and they okay. went and, go, and picked it up probably where he was living in LA <laughs> related to Chantel Ackerman yes Chantel Ackerman's father Forrest J. Ackerman <laughs> now he was the publisher of a famous monsters in Filmland <coughs> which oh, was a cool. very uh, famous magazine mm-hmm. for cool. basically like the first mega popular horror magazine I'm sure Peter Jackson was a huge fan huge fan yeah he was probably like just coming through New Zealand he's like oh I'm just gonna get an unrelated shot of Forrest J. Ackerman yeah. at a in a period costume <laughs> taking a picture of something off screen, and then I'm gonna write a movie around it. We will not. You, yeah, like the guy who did. You ever hear a story about Mute Witness and Alec Guinness? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that Alec Guinness was like in a limo, and he's like, "Let me shoot these few scenes. I'll give you a thousand dollars." I guess sure. A thousand dollars? It was very not very yeah. much. Yeah, and he built the movie around the scenes he was able to shoot. No, I was yeah. gonna say that's a lot, but it was just like, "Hey, can I shoot you for five minutes?" Or is he actually like shooting him for longer? Well. I got to point out that Alec Guinness on Mute Witness is like front cover credited, even though he yeah. only appears in like one scene. Well, that's, so. yeah. that's no good. I think he was dead by the time it came out. So yeah, he was because mm-hmm. it's technically his final movie role. Oh my God. So Ooh. what, uh, are you guys excited? You big uh, Peter Jackson Hobbit fans? Uh, no. Nope. That's the movie we should have done for this podcast. <laughs> you know the chick of the bad movie. I don't want to sit through three. three and a half hours I of this. I take out my extended editions. Now, what, now, you can see when you revisit this movie and even comparing the Hobbit movies to the Lord of the Rings films, mm. you can see such a decline in, in quality and sort of uh, inventiveness. And, well, you know, he's he's 
gone he's gone to the lucas side of like digital and he's just using it for everything now when you you look back at this movie uh it it reminds you of how clever he was and you know i i feel like he has this love of practical and miniatures and what has he created a monster you know in, mm-hmm. in weta digital and he just got too obsessed yeah with... i mean maybe it's a it's a matter of like was dead alive he like did everything and yeah. he's like usually people when they move away from something like this is mm-hmm. like they did it was dead alive and maybe he didn't feel like he was appreciated enough that's often what happens people mm-hmm. are like why did i do all this work if like nobody cares like maybe like one bad review was like it looks so fake and he's like ah what's the point like i do all these miniatures and nobody cares i don't know or you know maybe it's very difficult obviously yeah, when maybe you have he very low budget he didn't have enough time to do everything himself and things just mm-hmm. went a different way but the lord of the rings series remains as you know one of the more uh, better achievements in filmmaking sure yeah ever, i love the i love you know? the lord of the rings Ugh. Those minute, there's tons of miniatures in Lord of yeah. the Rings. Yeah, and what happened? To, and even the one like, why it, wouldn't he shoot miniatures? I don't understand. And yeah. even in the Hobbit, just the Hobbiton scenes mm-hmm. look so fake compared well, 48 to 48 frames per second. Remember, he shot it in that. Well, it wasn't just that, but you know, when you're looking at the skies, I'm like, God, the sky looks really fake. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, it's like a digital composite. It's like, oh, I can tell in this scene that they're actually inside, and they've just done a green screen behind them even the skies look fake a and it's lot just of green matte screen. paintings but and like, like is it more expensive to shoot miniatures and matte paintings no it's then not why are they why aren't they because it's it? easier it's because, and, and you yeah. have more control after the, the fact. after the fact so the, the, probably so the studios can go in and change things because if shoot it one way it's shot you know? It's not just studios. It's Peter Jackson yes. himself. Because, uh, I mean, if we're talking about the Hobbit films, like Peter Jackson did not want to make those movies. No. Stuff he, happened behind the scenes yeah. of that that we will never know. Well, it was supposed no, to be Guillermo. He supposed didn't to, want to make them. Yeah, it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro, and Guillermo moved to New Zealand for years and years, and yeah. they were writing the scripts together. Mm-hmm. And then... He probably got fired by the studio. No, no. no. It was the studio just didn't want to, like, start the movie. Yeah, and Guillermo was, like, was like, lawsuit. Guillermo was like, yeah. I've got... A million other projects I could be working in the on. mounds of madness, guys. Nobody uh, wants to see that movie. Please don't make it. <laughs> yeah, not a good script. No, it's a real bad script. <laughs> um, so yeah, Guillermo basically just quit and said, mm-hmm. "Look, I, I want to do all these other movies." Yeah, and then Peter Jackson was kind of stuck, and he's like, you know, he, he has like this, ta- like basically a country. Yeah, um, depending on him. Uh, depending on him. And so he stepped in, and it was supposed to be two movies, and then it's turned into three mm. while shooting the climax. Oh, of the second one. so bad. If I mean, this, you guys all know it's just a big uh, mess, and they're bad movies. There are yeah. tons of documentaries, and uh, you can find mm-hmm. online on YouTube about you can, the, you, the making of this movie. You can find them on the Blu-ray, yeah. Because like they're they're like seven hours long. There's I remember this one scene where like Peter Jackson's directing from a tent. Like he's like the voice uh, of God, and one of the actors is like, "I can't fucking work like this. Yeah, like yeah. I just can't do it." And he like yeah. storms off set. Yeah, it was. It's, it's all in there. Uh, yeah, there's a there. great video essay by Lindsay Ellis mm. where she yeah, goes behind the scenes. I think it's like a three part. Yeah, it's three parts, three part. and she uh, interviews one of the guys that plays one of the dwarf uh, dwarves. Yeah, yeah, and he kind of gives some insight on in what happened behind the scenes, and uh, it's so depressing. You just yeah. wish Peter Jackson could be like, "All right, like this monster can just it's like a um, self." Uh, perpetuating machine. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just step back and, like, can I go to my backyard and just, like, make a movie? And, like, he keeps saying really... he's going to, but I, I think you it's. You know like, who else says that? Yeah, George Lucas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I, I don't want to see that movie. I know. I'm going to go back to my experimental roots, but he keeps saying he's going to go. And, you know, Lovely Bones was supposed to be one of those 
smaller movies that he was going to go back to. Out of control. And then he starts adding effects, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this fantasy world, and blah, 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 blah. And, and then it just becomes it. this big effects movie. Uh, and like, it's just, he can't help himself. Do you think he has no one like Peter, like no CG? Like, there's no CG in Dead Alive. Do yeah. you think he could do it? Like, just figure it out. Heavenly Creatures, too. It does have, it does it has, have, it has some CG. monsters. Oh, it has CG. Yeah, there's like more effects. I thought that was all practical. No. no. I haven't seen that since like I was a teenager. That was the beginning of what a digital, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just but, remember the stone people. Yeah, it was like, like the chessboard idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they're just like some transitional effects or like morphing. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. like I, that. I don't yeah. know, butterflies or yeah. something like that. But now he's sort of stepped back. He's doing like the producing role. He produced like Mortal Engines, which was directed. By Christian Rivers, who is the head of uh, Storyboard, yeah, uh, Previs, yeah, Previs, yeah. Uh, for all the Lord of the Rings movies and uh, King Kong and stuff like that. Oh, so King I, Kong, I yeah. did not like King Kong. I like King Kong, but it is the like like Peter Jackson just like out of control. Yeah, yeah. you want somebody to be like no, like Tr- cut trim out. it. Yeah. Is it Jamie Bell who's in that movie that you're like just cut his character out? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's a lot of bloat and flab. That's what I was saying. The more is more. Um, that's like the ultimate example of, mm-hmm. of just so much more. You want to be like Peter. You got 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, give yourself limits, man. Well, that's yeah. like, cha- he needs a challenge. Yes. And, and I just don't think he has that anymore because he can do anything. He can always just hand stuff off to Weta. They can <laughs> fix it digitally or do whatever the hell they want. But I was going to say, if that was made today, it would be two movies. But it actually kind of was. Skull Island. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like half yeah. of the King Kong story, yeah. you know? And I mean, he like there was some inklings like he was going to direct the uh, Tintin movie. Remember that? After yeah, Spielberg? that's right. I that's really right. liked that movie. I really liked the Tintin movie. <laughs> I don't think Peter Jackson's one is like uh, it would have probably been too long. Mm-hmm. But maybe he could have been clever in ways that he can't be in these movies. He just needs to be practical. He needs to get his hands dirty again. Yeah, yeah. He was going to do a Doctor Who episode. He even announced it. And really? Then he just didn't do it. Yeah. I think that would have been interesting for him because he would have had limitations that he does not yeah. have with the Hobbit movies and stuff like that. But there that. was even stuff like uh, it was Thunderbirds, uh, not the movie, but there was a TV remake mm-hmm. of Thunderbirds. And then he had come out. And I know Weta had sort of uh, gone the miniature route. So all the sets were done uh, as Weta bigatures, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, they were going to make it or did it get made? Oh, they already did. Oh. So, yeah, you can, I don't know where it aired or whatever. I've never seen it. But I think the characters are CG, but all the sort of like sets are whatever. <sighs> but you can find a little funny test that Peter Jackson uh, did as a pitch to the studio. And it was him, quote unquote, like remote controlling one of these little mm. uh, Thunderbird puppets, mm-hmm. which was CG. And yeah. the gag was like, you know, he was trying to convince the studio that this was actually like a practical uh, puppet. Yeah. And he was there like, look, I can get him to do like, you know, backflips and uh, all this sort of stuff. If you, if you see Peter Jackson like, like geeking out over stuff, he has everything he would ever want. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I have the original 2001 Halli. And, you know, what do you get? Somebody who has everything. He's probably miserable. He probably wakes up he, in the morning. And every like, interview, I always see him on yeah. like Adam Savage's like a uh, tested channel mm-hmm. on YouTube. He always looks miserable. Yeah. He just looks really sad and depressed. And like he's aged 50 years. You know where Peter Jackson's really happy is? On the DVD release of the original. Of yeah. King Kong. There's like a very long documentary about them mm-hmm. recreating the Spider Pit sequence. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And they did it for real yeah. using the technology they would have used at the time. Mm. And then he's like energized and it's like, Peter, this is your intervention. Um, I'm sure people have said this to him already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he should. Or you maybe should nobody get... has because <laughs> he's too big. Yeah, I All don't right, know. That's our mission. We're going to break into Peter Jackson, um, <laughs> kidnap New Zealand, him. kidnap, <laughs> kidnap him, make a movie. <laughs> it's like a Cecil B. Demented. Yeah, but it's like it's uh, like the Suicide Kings. Yeah, but we got to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get his mojo back, Peter. Yeah. 
Get well, your mojo back. Apparently, they're re-releasing Dead Alive. Um, Remastering it, yeah. Well, yeah. And I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, he says they have, like, working on 4K restorations of uh, Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so we just watched it on DVD. Uh, it's available on a standard def DVD that's out there, which wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. Um, yeah, I think it, I bought it in, like, 95 It didn't look that bad. Something. I thought it was fine. Um, but also, it's avail- apparently, there's a Blu-ray release of it, too, mm-hmm. um, at 1080. And Resident Evil Apocalypse is available <laughs> everywhere. It's on Amazon Prime if you live in Canada. <laughs> Look at the dollar bin near your house where all the Resident <laughs> Evil films live. Right, exactly. beside the, right beside the other Toronto classic, the Saw films. <laughs> yeah, oh, go to your yeah. local landfill. You'll probably yeah. find like hundreds of thousands of them. So, uh, Justin, you did an episode on Important Cinema Club about Toronto movies. Did you mention Resident Evil Apocalypse? No, because we only <laughs> talked about movies where their stories take place in oh, Toronto. Okay. I, you can tell I haven't listened to it yet. Raccoon <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon City, yeah. come yeah, on. Raccoon City. Raccoon City. Uh, so if you live in Canada, guys, don't forget to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big vote coming up this month. Um, and if you want to email us, we're at no, uh, no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at no such thing pod. And uh, also, I just did a guest host on This Film is Lit, which just came out a couple days ago. So if you want to listen to me and Brian and Katie talk about holes... Shia LaBeouf movie and the book. Uh, you can check that out, and uh, it's available everywhere. You can check me out every week on the Important Cinema Club, and this month is Shocktober. Oh, oh. <laughs> which reminds me, we have to start watching horror movies. Yeah, well, do you we, guys do a horror movie every day? We started. Uh, uh, don't make it every day. No, we no. try like a couple a week. Yeah, we started yeah. last year, and we're just sort of going through the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and like, uh, who knows. I was going to say, do you pick like a series each? I want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street this year because I've only seen the first one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch Ghoulies now. (laughs) There's a bunch that I've been meaning to get to. Yeah, Yeah, there's four Ghoulies. There's so many Ghoulies. In the second one, they go to a fair. (laughs) And the fourth one, the Ghoulies aren't actually in it. It's a name-only sequel. (laughs) The stakes have never been higher. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen the amazing gift, the Ghoulies giving each other a high five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a classic. That's from two. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And I think my Instagram as well. We I also, sorry, I go don't ahead. post on Instagram as much. We also have a Patreon and uh, we did a, another bonus episode with uh, uh, Jim, Maxwell. Jim Maxwell and uh, we talked about John Travolta. You guys mentioned my name, it's me, Jim Maxwell. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're not Jim. John Travolta's The Fanatic. You mean Fred Durst's The Fanatic. Right. What, Devin Sawa's The Fanatic? <laughs> uh um, girl from Degrassi is fanatic. Uh, She's in it. Yeah. Zoe Revis. Anyway, uh, that's coming out. I know nobody knows this actually except <laughs> me. Next Friday. Uh, I mean, yeah, Colin doesn't yeah. even know who Devin Sawa is. <laughs> I've never seen him in any movie, and we discussed this on the podcast. Um, but yeah, ep- uh, episodes uh, every two weeks, uh, bonus episodes on every other week if you're part of the Patreon. And uh, tune in this month for more spooky movies. <laughs> uh, I'm April Mansky. I can't, uh, you I couldn't can't, figure I can't, out a, I can't a think, scary I, I name? Can't, I can't think of one. Colin, um, sta- I can see I'm his thinking, eyes. Yeah, it's like, like I can feel like the gears turning in my head. I'm Justin Darnie, Donnie Darko DeClue. Oh, my God. Uh, the spookiest of movies. Uh, I'm Colin X. <laughs> <laughs>
April Southland Tales at Mansky. That's I mean, that makes no sense. You just put Southland Tales in the middle of your name. You did it with Donnie Darko. Yeah, because my last name starts with D. Right. Oh, I'll think clear. of it. I'll have ever April. Oh, no. I was going to say E.T., but that's not a scary movie. <laughs> He's a giant turd. He's got right. Peter Coyote in it. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. It's Peter Coyote. I don't it. know. He's kind of a scary guy. He's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs>